The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts. You can also find us on Podcast One and streaming on YouTube, youtube.com slash the underdog. You're listening as usual to Sean and Brad. Brad, how you doing, my friend? I'm wearing black because I'm in mourning. <laughs> of your, <laughs> of your, uh, your Green Bay Packers losing to the 49ers, I imagine. It was a good year, but it was a weird year. Yeah. I, I, I never remember watching a team go 13-3 and and thinking... I don't think they're that good. Or you know, at least I didn't know. Yeah, you're. I I completely agree with that actually. And uh, Bavada Sportsbook had them at what was it seven and a half last week, um, if I remember correct. Yeah, Green was. Bay plus seven and a half, and you, that was one of the games you disagreed with me on. But you're a Green Bay fan. You're never going to pick against them at that correct. line. That's a lot correct. of points. Um, I was biased for sure. Yeah, and we were. Uh, we actually both went one and one last week. Um, so that brings our. I guess our total. I'm. What am I? I'm six three and one in the playoffs. You're five four and one. So we're one game apart. Um, okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I I coming into that game, I was thinking, man, there's just no way to me that this uh, this Packers team is going to compete with um, with the uh, the the San Francisco 49ers. Now, now, I did say, if if you remember, Brad, I did say that I thought it was going to be closer at halftime, and then the 49ers would come out. If I'm going to move my mic here, uh, the 49ers would come out and. Um, and kind of throttle them in the second half because I, I'm a big believer in the Shanahan adjusts well, and I'm a big believer in the run game. If you stick with it, which San Francisco always does, it will over time give you you know end of game dividends. But um, man, they came out and they laid they laid the wood on Green Bay from yet go. But here here's the thing is I don't understand, and I still don't, and I maybe never will. I've never seen a, a, a game where the the other quarterback didn't have to throw. <laughs> Because the other team was just able to run constantly, and I had never seen that. You know so what I mean? So there was there was one what game that? early this year. It was the Minnesota. It was the famous Kirk Cousins. I think it was the first game of the season where Dalvin Cook went crazy, and Kirk Cousins only threw, or maybe he only completed ten passes, or something like. Maybe he was like ten to twelve, or eight to ten, or something like that. And I remember, by the way, Brad, um, because you and I were griping about this, we can get into this a little bit uh, more later. Um, I remember when Coward he saw that stat line, and he was just appalled at the idea that Kirk Cousins they they don't trust Kirk Cousins certainly okay. they only let him yeah, throw of course, that because he could pick they, any narrative yeah, yeah. That he wants, oh Kirk sure. Cousins they don't trust Kirk Cousins they they of course they don't trust them they're not giving him the ball only right, 10 throws right. well did you anybody again you know, I've been saying this to you Brad all season Coward's got too many dinners too many uh, chats with his general managers with on his you know on his cell phone he's you know he's doing everything he can do other than watch these games he's still calling by the way Green Bay a finesse team which is further from the truth than um Look, McCarthy's teams were finesse teams. The Jordy Nelson, um, you know, Greg Jennings, those teams were finesse teams. This Green Bay Packers team is built on defense and running the ball. By definition, they are not a finesse team. However, they ran into a buzzsaw, which, you know, I kind of, I'll say this. I was an early adopter. Nobody was earlier than you, Brad, because you called them in the playoffs, and I did not uh, before the season. Yeah. and you were right on that, very right on that. But I coming into the game, and I think maybe the second week of the season when I finally got a chance to really watch the speed of the defensive line and what they could do, I was like, oh boy, uh, this is going to be a team that's going to have a say in things. Now, did I think they make the Super Bowl? I don't think I thought they would make the Super Bowl until... 
until they were winning games convincingly without their starting offensive tackles and like three of their defensive linemen. Once I saw what the depth what depth they had, I was like, man, if this team is healthy enough in the postseason, which they are, I'm like, they're going to be better than what we've seen, yeah, and we're I, seeing that. Yeah, for sure, and San Francisco is is great. The Super Bowl matchup is great. Mm. One more thing about Green Bay is, you know, before the game, if you would ask me, is Green Bay as good as San Francisco, I would have said no. But, hey, you know, that's why they play these games, and yep. maybe they can still get a victory. Yeah, sure. and, and I thought they would have at least competed. <laughs> they didn't even do that. Right? I— now listen, I and like I said last week, I thought that the game was going to be a 13 point. I didn't think this game was going to be close by the end of the game. Apologies out there for listeners and viewers. I actually have the flu right now. So Brad and I and again, apologies for the show coming out later in the week than usual. I've been um in a bed until basically until this performance. But like Jordan in the finals, Brad, right, I, I play hurt. Um no, but um yeah, so like I I thought this would be a runaway, but I am just Okay, so Brad, like you, you, uh, you and I watched together the um, the game early in the regular season with the 49ers, the Sunday night football game. You were up yes, here for that, right. um, and it was it's a the game. Same thing. It was ugly. It was ugly. But you and I both said in that first half, we're like, you know, it's it's an ugly score, but the narrative is going to be that Green Bay got their butts kicked. But there was really like three to four plays that if you know if they had gone, they all went against Green Bay. Maybe if they had gone towards Green Bay, maybe you go into halftime and it's not a butt kick. Maybe it's you know you know sure sure like some guys didn't make catches and all this stuff. But there was um, like a few few moments where the game could have took a different turn yeah. and maybe they would have not been getting annihilated and maybe just been down fourteen to ten yeah. instead of. Yeah, exactly. 17 to 3 with no momentum. And so Something I like thought that. that this game was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be a closer first half. And then, like the last game, San Francisco would come out, have their will, and oppose their will and, and win the game. And I guess that's what happened in the second half. I was wrong in the first half, though, man. They just they just laid the wood on Green Bay from the get go. And Green Bay didn't help themselves. I mean, they. they... <laughs> Rodgers fumbled the snap. Like, that was that, so weird. Right? And another it was so weird. This is gonna be this is gonna be part gripe at Coward because I gotta say, like Colin Coward, who Brad, I know, um, he's he's our favorite radio host. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. say that you know he's my he's been my ra- favorite radio host since I heard him on ESPN. But I gotta say, like now I don't really watch him or listen to him that much because he's it he's not as dialed in as he used to be. Um, he doesn't watch enough games. Um, he. He relished, Brad. You saw it on Monday um, when he came out. He was smiling gleefully. He looked. He, he appeared small to me. Yes, it, very yeah, petty and, and be, small. Because he won. Because Rogers and the pack didn't look good, and he actually came out and kind of he went off on Rogers. Like he's what? Did, what was he saying? He bails on his teammates. He, uh, he, he said he. What, what got me thinking was um, when you said he fumbled the snap that he didn't get in there. He called him like Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. That was the ball was kicked behind the defensive line. How was he going right. to dive on that ball? It was kicked behind the defensive line. And, and like and like you said, as small is is the right word. Like that was I got to say, like in all of my years, and I watched. I think, or I'm sorry, I think I listened to his first episode on ESPN when he f- got his first national job, and I was like, this guy's smart. Like, he's looking at things in a different way, and I was like, okay, like, I can get behind this guy. That was, like, petty, and yeah, so, right. like, it is so small and uninformed, and it's clear. I, 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 It is clear that he has a vendetta against, if not Aaron Rodgers, against all of Green Bay. 
And right, I right. and I don't say that. And like, if if you're listening to this or watching this for the first time, you're like, oh, you know, it's just another person. I'm not the kind of guy to put those claims out there. Like, usually, I'm like, oh, you know, there is you know the criticism's deserved. And and Green Bay, like I said, they got their butts kicked. But he's been on top of Green Bay about things that Green like it's these aren't problems. Like he's like the finesse thing and all this stuff. They're not a finesse team. Right. And like him saying that he's bailing on, Oh, he bails on players. Like you were just saying, Brad, he's bailing on uh, his wide receivers. He's bailing on Jimmy Graham, on Valdez Scantling on, on they're not creating any separation. The only guy creating separation on this team is Devontae Adams. Right. So who and, are you going to throw to? That, that Rogers, ref- he refuses to throw it to anybody not named uh, Adams and, yeah. and Graham. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's not doing that. Come on. That's like the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. It, it was it, it was ridiculous. He's clearly not watching and he's clearly got a vendetta. So when it comes to any Green Bay analysis, I can't trust the guy. Yeah, right. And, and I'm not a Green Bay fan, everybody. Like, I know Brad is. I'm not a Green Bay fan. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's very good. But when Coward came out two weeks ago and he said that Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw enough interceptions to be an all-time quarterback. That was I, – I never heard anything like that. I, I – <laughs> That was it. You don't throw enough inter- it, It's not like he's. It's not like he's Brad Johnson and he and his. He's got like one yard per completion. He's right. pushing the ball downfield. He's throwing the ball downfield. He's just completing the passes. He's completing them. Oh, he's not taking enough risks. I mean, this dude is just t- taking anything he can to pile on Green Bay, and sure. I think it's pathetic. I think it's pathetic. It really is. Yeah. And I'm I never thought you. I would say that about about him. Like I'm. I've. Lo- I, I lost. Um, a great deal of respect for him. I won't listen to him about anything. I'm thinking that maybe like the Milwaukee syndicated market like took him off the air or something. I'm guessing he probably maybe, isn't. Maybe. Because like he's – I really think it's more rooted um, – it's not even Rodgers at this point because his McCarthy – like comparing McCarthy to Jason Garrett when he got hired by, mm-hmm. by Dallas, he's got such a negative – Connotation when it comes to Green Bay, I can't take him seriously. Watching I know, to compare I know. Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, who again, as we talked about, resurrected Brett Favre's career when he was throwing twenty five interceptions a season, um, took Green Bay to the Super Bowl when Colin Coward was trying to say that Aaron Rodgers was no better than Tony Romo. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not saying that anymore, is he? Um, won the Super Bowl with them, but Mike McCarthy is is Jason Garrett part two? Or come on, dude, come on! I know, I know. It's just it's gone off the rails. Uh, take it easy. Yeah, take it easy with that. Um, let's talk easy. a little bit about uh, Kansas City, Tennessee, because that game you got right, I got wrong. I thought that uh, Tennessee was going to keep that close. I thought it was going to be like maybe a three to four point game. Kansas City would win. Uh, but Tennessee would cover. Um, as I said, now you got that right again. We were both one and one last week. Um, did you catch a lot of that, or were you just kind of basically, um, you know, your balls were in your throat because you were worried about the Green Bay I game? I did. Later I did watch it. I wasn't. Yeah, I was. I wasn't like acutely tuned into it. Um, I did have a bit of balls in the throat. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it was a great day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I watched it, and it went as I expected. You know, I, I got yeah. that one right, but. Uh, uh, Kansas City, man, they're just they're their defense. Uh, they're so fast, dude. Yeah, they're they're fast. And what was that? I think Bavada had them at seven and a half as well. Um, so there you go. And um, you know, I got and the over unders. We don't really do that. The over unders. I went one and one on that as well. I'm not that great with over unders, just to be honest with everybody out there. I certainly wouldn't endorse my over under picks. Now my regular picks, I'm pretty good at, but. 
you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, well, Derrick Henry, Kansas City's ability to stop Derrick Henry was impressive considering that Derrick Henry ran through them like they were Swiss, twe- Swiss cheese. Yeah. Not even that long, like maybe five weeks prior to that. Uh, maybe, maybe, it was, maybe it was longer, a little bit longer than that. But, um, yeah, Kansas City, unlike uh, what happened in Green Bay, like Green Bay's defense got worse. And it, some of this credit, guys, has to go to Kyle Shanahan as well. Um, I texted you, Brad, after that Green Bay game, and I said, you know, I kept thinking about how Green Bay was going to respond to San Francisco. I forgot to factor in the fact that San Francisco, the winner of that game, also had a game plan, <laughs> you know, and, and Kyle Shanahan's a pretty smart guy. Andy sure. Reid, by the way, pretty smart guy, and uh, and the Kansas City defense is getting better. I'm a little concerned with Brad. Did you, I don't know, like you said, you probably weren't watching super close, especially towards the end of the game uh, when I think it was pretty much already... Yeah, I mean, they were mathematically in like in the game. Tennessee was, but for all intents and purposes, it was over. But you know, Kansas City was doing some things like they're running out of bounds instead of running out the clock. Like Damian Williams ran out of bounds. There was, um, I feel like there was a dropped pass or maybe a bad penalty that stopped the clock or something like that. And I was thinking, you know, because again, I going into the Sunday night game, I was assuming that Green or that San Francisco was going to win. I was like, mm, that's not going to be good enough to beat San Francisco. Like, sure. San Francisco is playing smart football, aggressive football. Like, I don't remember being much more confident in a team than I am in San Francisco at this. You point. are oh, moving for, even for the Super Bowl, even for the Super Bowl. So that brings me to this, Brad. And there, there's a lot of discussion points that we. Can I have. actually disagree with you, but go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, Bavada has the line. At yeah. Kansas City minus one and a half. That's where I would put it. For sure. That's where you would put it. You think I would, Kansas City is favorite right here? There, now, sure. why? Uh, I just think that I think Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. I think yep. that, I think and, and I like Garoppolo. I mm-hmm. think he's good. Yeah. I yeah. think I think he's going to be fine. Fantastic. He uh, he's not flashy. He's not the best at anything, but he's just like. I don't know. It's like he was just born a quarterback, and he's meant to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sure. the best way I could explain it, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Um, whereas, like, you see Cousins, and it's kind of like, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. So he's got that cool way about him, which I which I think I find, uh, you know. Quite attractive, it, like Costanza with the hats. Quite attractive. <laughs> Where was I going? Okay, but yeah. nevertheless, I think Mahomes is better. Mahomes is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think the weapons that um, Kansas City has are just they're they're close to unstoppable. And and I know the I know the defensive line of San Francisco is amazing. Mm. However, it's it's a different story to try to run lateral and catch these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to chase down Tyreek Hill, yeah. two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and Patrick Mahomes is maybe going the other way. It's a different story than just trying to catch Rodgers back there. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so it, it's almost like I, I imagine that Andy Reid will use the speed of the San Francisco defensive line kind of against them. Yeah. Yep. In a way, mm-hmm. right? Get them all strung out. I think Reid. I actually this may be a bold statement, but I think Reid will have a very, very good game plan, and I hope he does because I want mm-hmm. him to win. Yeah. And I and I think he puts it on them. I think that, look, you know, I like both of these both of these teams just because I just think both of these teams are so deserving. And they um, are. It's a great matchup. And I think, uh, you know, to start the season with my power rankings and all that stuff, I was so high on Kansas City and New England. Um, and then I started seeing San Francisco and I started inching them up. And San Francisco, I don't remember when they claimed number one in my power rankings. And then after a while, Baltimore finished the season number one. But I always kind of felt that 
Kansas City was the best team in the conference if they could just get it me together. Too. Me too. Um, and that never I, left for me. Yeah, like I felt like I felt like we were going to see in the in the AFC Championship Kansas City versus New England again. Um, sure. All sure. season long. Now I, I think seeding wise that wasn't going to be the case in the playoffs, but you know, but I, just you know, go with me on this, right? But um, I thought that that Kansas City's defense was built over the season to compete with Kansas uh, to. Sorry, Kansas City's defense was built to compete with New England's offense, which never really materialized, and that's why New England was bounced. Um, Baltimore, like, no disrespect to Baltimore, but even when I did my power ranking in the playoffs, I had them behind, like, in terms of, like, the heat map to win the Super Bowl, I had Kansas City and San Francisco number one uh, to win the Super Bowl since the playoffs started. So I kind of thought that this would be the Super Bowl matchup. And I'm I, as a football fan, I'm super glad. I'm rooting for Andy Reid because this dude, I, I, he just deserves the Super does. Bowl to me. He does, um, he does. This is a Super Bowl I think we could get two to three more times. Um... They're both tremendously coached teams. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't remember, like, I wasn't that excited about Philly, New England. I wasn't excited about um, I wasn't last I wasn't year's about uh, the, the Rams. Rams. Either. I can't, it didn't I, do much for me. Um, I can't remember a Super Bowl I've been this excited about since maybe Green Bay, Pittsburgh, and that was like a decade ago. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah, there's so it's... many, there's so many New England, I'm not a New England fan, so I'm not going to get super, uh, super interested in that. Like maybe New England, Atlanta was interesting. And again, like I'm a big fan of the Shanahan like system and, and what they can do, um, which I have a note about that. I want to conclude the game about that. But so you would, you, you agree with Bavada here, Brad, you like, I um, do, I do. You like that. That's where you would put it. So would you take Kansas city then at minus? Oh one? yeah. Oh yeah, I, I we disagree. Now, with a caveat, I haven't had time to really look into things analytically. I've just run my computer. Um, Rockobot and I uh, both feel that that Bavada should have put this at um, at San Francisco minus one and a half. So my early lean is that um, with the one and a half, San Francisco covers by field goal, meaning they win by a point or two. I think it's a close game either way. Um, I might change my opinion. Like I said, I'm going to do like the deep dive. I was hoping to actually get that done this week, but just because of the illness, I haven't been able to. But, you know, I'm just... I think it's going to be a great game. What can I say? I, think I do too. That, I think it's going to be like, fantastic. How do you think it, how do you think it'll go? And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of this next week too, uh, on next week's show. Hopefully we do it earlier in the week. But high level, how do you think this will go? I think that that San Francisco's defense will finally meet their match, mm. and uh, God, I hope so. If I have to look at that that defensive coordinator for San Francisco one more time, it drives me crazy, man. <laughs> God. Why are they always showing that guy? <laughs> well, I'm I, so sick of that guy. Well, they keep showing him and then Lafleur, um, Lafleur, who, by the way, I, I got I got another gripe about about Green Bay. This proves that I'm not a big fan of Green Bay. Um, Let's hear it. And and this is just a gripe about coaching and tactics in general. This is why I think really I could walk in tomorrow and be one of the top ten NFL coaches in the in the in the league because I just don't understand what they're doing sometimes. Green Bay's down by at this point three or four scores at the end of the game. I think it's three scores. Yeah. And there's um there's like six minutes left, and they're running the ball. <laughs> Get mathematically. Okay, let's just seriously, like, let's look at this as, as mathematically. They have, to, run. they have to gain 70 yards. If you're elite, okay, if you're lucky, you gain one yard per second. That's 70 seconds for one of your scores. Then you have to get the ball again, and if you get lucky again, you get another touchdown, which is another 60-yard drive. 
You're at 200 or uh, you're at 130 seconds. That's over two minutes there. You're eating time up and you're running the ball and take 30 to 40 seconds off the clock when you're down three scores. Look, I know San Francisco has a good pass defense. I get that your most likely uh, way to gain yards that play is to run the ball in that scenario. That's exactly why San Francisco is giving you the running yards there. It's because they are strangling you to death with the clock. The the, the clock sure. management for LaFleur in that scenario was just like, dude, like, are you like, – what are you doing? Um, look, I, and it's just it's, – it's mathematically impossible – to do it. So throw the call a passing play and throw the ball 50 yards downfield. And if you get picked off, well, it is what yeah, it is. Right, but you, right. you there's only off. one way I, to win I there. I can see that. It's I, like, however, uh, yeah. I, I will caution you against judging this guy on his coaching. Oh, I'm judging abilities. him so bad. Down three touchdowns against San Francisco with six minutes left. All right. Hey, so man, it's, you got one I, I, I shot to win. Why are you running? But, um, let me ask you this, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Colin tries to have it both ways, right? Okay. He says that Green Bay is not very good and Lafleur is not very good. Okay. However, mm-hmm. if Green Bay is not very good and they got to 13-3, and three, maybe the guy is pretty damn good. Well, maybe. hey, a 13-3 and three, uh, Green Bay Packers team isn't good when they have a, a, a point of margin um, you know, differential of three points. But an 11-5 and five Seattle Seahawks team is the best team in the world when they have like a .8 scoring margin differential. Eh, yeah, you know, okay, it's what's right. this eye test? Hey, Seattle, Seattle fell apart physically. Seattle was kind of an up and down team all year, and they had been eking out games just like Green Bay had been. But he likes Russell Wilson, and he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. you're right, he does. He plays it both ways, and that's what bugs me. I don't think he used to do that when he was when he was younger. He has he has relationships, personal relationships with these people now that he's like famous and all this stuff. Yeah, right. and he's it's pretty clear to me that he's incapable of separating the two. Like he doesn't come out like like the 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 hand job gate of uh, New England um, way back in the day with Bob Kraft and the and the and the spa oh, yeah. Yeah. didn't even mention it. Everybody uh-huh. was hammering him, but hey, who's he buddies with? He's buddies right, with Bob right. Kraft. He's he's biased and like hey man, he's he's earned his right to be biased. But I, I guess so. But, I, but a little bit of clarity and um, you know stepping back and, and taking a look at the broader picture at moments would be nice and you would think these people on his staff would be encouraging that but i don't think anybody on his staff can tell him anything do you mm. <laughs> i don't think anybody in his life and and i again i respect that i'm not gonna say that but what i am saying as an analyst i don't buy anything he's saying he was bad with his picks this year and it was obvious to me that he's not watching the game um and he's letting his own personal bias infiltrate his analysis and uh that's not what we do. Now, when, we, when we're when we biased about something, we'll at least tell you about it. Like I at least Green admit, Bay. hey, I'm only taking Green Bay because I'm from there and, <laughs> and I really want them to win. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. Let's get back to the game real quick. I'm yep. going to make one mention. Super Bowl? Is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Super Bowl. I want the Chiefs to win because I want Andy Reid to win. And I would hate yes. it if, if Shanahan won. Not because I don't like Shanahan. It's just the guy's barely 40, and Andy Reid has been working his entire life for this moment, and I would like to see him get one. I think he deserves it. Yeah, agreed. He's earned the right to agreed. deserve it more. And I also think that San Francisco is going to be back. Um, let me exactly. Ask, let me ask you a question. If you were, I asked this over text and never got a, uh, a response back in our, in our group text that night. Um, you were probably drinking your sorrows away at that point. But... Um, <laughs> Um, New England, okay? Let's say you could retroactively go back. Let's say you're a New England fan, okay? Yeah. 
Would you now trade that um, uh, trade that second round pick that you got for Garoppolo back and the Super Bowl that you won? Um, possibly Super Bowls, but I think Super Bowl that you won uh-huh. um, with Brady. Would you trade them back to have Garoppolo now moving forward, knowing that would. he can get a team to a Super Bowl? I think you would. Yeah. I think I would yeah. too. Yeah, and and you know, Belichick, Belichick wanted to go with Garoppolo. I mean, what does that tell you? I know. And and what what is all this news and, and stuff I'm hearing about Brady's open to playing in other places? Which hey, you're Brady, you got to be open to playing in other places. Why in the world? It, why in the world would New England move away from Brady at this point? Who are they going to go with? Nobody's asking that. What are they going to trade for Cam Newton? Come on, who are they going to go with? Yeah, there's no, there's no play, there's right? There's no, there's, there's no, no quarterback they can there. get, and they yeah. don't have a backup anymore. They have Stidham back there, who like in his only action cost me a cover <laughs> earlier this season with that pick six against the Jets. I so mean, he's maybe, dead to me. maybe, maybe. I'm just saying, mm. maybe for some reason they think that Brady can't cut it anymore, and. It's going to look even worse next year. So at some point, you gotta jump ship. You gotta you gotta free the the cap, right? You gotta get yeah. the money. You gotta jump ship, and you just gotta start but over. But even his and, cap and the, number isn't that bad. Like, I just I, I know I know I'm I get it. I know you're playing devil's advocate here. I know you are, but but maybe that's the thinking. Like, hey, at some point, we gotta like we got to start over so we either do it now or we actually waste a year with uh with the tom brady who's 70 percent of what he used to be which is good by the way yeah however 70 percent of tom brady is not as good as patrick mccombs and it's not as good as um lamar jackson Mm -hmm. and it's not as good as um well jerry golf deshaun watson Jimmy Garoppolo. Deshaun Watson, right? So, yeah, so are yeah, they, right. Are, but I'm talking about getting out of the yeah. AFC. Are they going to get out of the AFC again with a, with a Tom Brady that's another year older? I think if they give him some weapons, I think they do. I don't think that you I okay. don't think that you hit the especially like the 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 system of Josh McDaniels apparently is notoriously challenging for people to to comprehend and receivers to come in and and all this stuff everybody says. Okay, so what a quarterback, a rookie quarterback is going to come in there and do it. Now, you have to draft a quarterback. I'm not saying don't do that, but the the idea that the New England Patriots who might by the way might be losing a first round pick because they decided to film the sideline again. Okay? <laughs> they got to stop filming sidelines and losing draft picks by the way. Um, I just don't see it. I think this is. I think this is just sensationalism and clickbait. I I, I don't see a scenario. I don't where New see England, it happening either. Um, I don't. I don't but even. I, I don't see logic behind it. But anyway, um, I lo- think though. I think that in today's football, the chances of finding a new quarterback that can ball out mm. are higher. I yeah. think it's. I think it's. Possible. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, there's that kid out of. Um, the long-haired guy there. With, there's Joe Burrow. There's the long-haired guy. They just Clemson. Clemson. He's not coming out. He's not coming out until next year. But you got Tua coming out of Alabama. Um, but those guys, even with Tua's hip injury, is supposed to be top five. So all, and, and and New they, England's going to have to move up, or they're going to have to. It, what, I think the most likely scenario is that they're going to draft somebody they like that fits their system, like Stidham. Um, they're going to draft another guy in like the second or third round. And well, then, let me say this, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's a grass is greener type thing, or maybe the neighbor has the, the fancier car and now you're jealous. Yeah. The, the day, the day, even though Tom Brady is incredible, no one's saying he's not. 
the day of having a quarterback that literally can't run, like he can't run. Right. You are right. right. You are right. right? Yep. And that those days are <laughs> are coming to an end. You're right. And if he can no longer throw, then what do you got? You got a really smart guy without any athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. I which you. you know, and which would still leave him to be better than others, but that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep. All right, so um, you know some of the prop bets are out, Brad. Uh, moving on to uh, to a different topic here, the um, the Puppy Bowl. Bavada has Puppy Bowl bets if you want to get in on that. But uh, the the most intriguing bet to me, I'm just naming some of these off. Once again, these are on Bavada, so check them out. Um, one of the bets is will Mike Vick tweet about the Puppy Bowl, and uh, and I'm guessing that would be a no. <laughs> That's so good. It's <laughs> a good That's one. That's good. Is this a? Are you doing a bit? No, no, no. This is a literally. This is literally. So uh, a, a yes is plus twelve hundred, and no is minus seventy five hundred. I gotta think that's easy money on a no. I don't think Mike Vick tweets about the puppy ball. I think that would be madness for Mike Vick. I don't think his people will let him do that. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I know, right? That's a good one. Uh, the the national anthem is over under two minutes. Demi Lovato, um, which is always interesting. But the good one, uh, there's a, there's a prop spin off that. Where is it? Um, okay, Bavada has this question: Will a scoring drive in the game take less time than Demi Lovato takes to sing the national anthem? So they're thinking: Will there be a scoring drive? I guess plus or minus two minutes in the entire game. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. So the, yeah, the odds on that are minus so. minus two forty is the yes, and no is a plus one sixty five. Given uh, Kansas City's uh, scoring, um, you know, ability to score quick, and San Francisco's, uh, I gotta say, yeah. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. There's the MVP. Who do you think is going to be the MVP in this game? Obviously, you think it's Kansas City, so I'm going to go on a limb and say you think that uh, it's going to be Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's so. So Bavada has Patrick Mahomes at plus one ten. Uh, Bavada has Tyreek Hill at plus two thousand. Um, mm. And I think I think those would probably be my two picks as well. Interestingly, they have Nick Bosa at plus nine hundred. <laughs> um, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey both a higher than. Um, I'm sorry, George Kittle higher than Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey and Tra- uh, Tariq Hill are the same. Mostert, Raheem Mostert uh, for San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo are plus 290 and plus 450. So, interesting. How many T's does that guy need in his last name? Who? What's with Mostert? that T at the end? Of- <laughs> yeah. Mostert. Well, I always it should be call Moster. Like, uh, it's, yeah, Moster. It's like Bobby Bear, Bobby Herbert, Bobby it, Bear. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Yeah, um, I never really know if I'm saying it right either. But yeah, you know, and I, I listen to people say it. I've I've watched him. I've been high on this guy ever since I saw him run last season. Um, so you know, I'm not super shocked. Yeah, man, that guy really took off against Green Bay too. Um, one last thing before we end the episode here, and I want to get into this next week, Brad. But I was looking into, and I was looking at, you know, Joe Judge gets hired. Miami has the guy that's uh, you know ex New England. Everybody's looking at ex New England um, coaches. The most successful ex New England coach, head coach, is Bill O'Brien mm. in the NFL, mm. who has won like maybe one playoff game, two playoff games. He's the most, unquestionably, the most successful ex um, coach from New England, um, ex coordinator or, or something from New England to, to go. Mm. Now, everybody's high on this Joe Judge um, in, in New York and, and all that stuff, and great. But I'm looking at the ex um, Mike Shanahan. You know, disciples. And now you can see Kyle Shanahan makes the Super Bowl, right? 
He is an ex-offensive coordinator under him. Uh, Kubiak won a Super Bowl um, with uh, with Denver and Peyton Manning, although that was more defense, but still won the Super Bowl. Uh, you got um, Art Shell comes from that tree, that lineage. Um, there's another guy that's doing pretty well. I think the head coach of Air Force. Like, but everybody that kind of touches the Shanahan system. Oh, Lafleur comes from that. Um, mm. Mike Shanahan gave Lafleur his first job. McVeigh made a Super Bowl. He came. Uh, his first real coaching experiences under the Shanahan's heavily influenced in the Shanahan's. They make Super Bowls. They make mm. deep playoff runs. Why aren't more people hiring people from the Shanahan tree? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. This system works everywhere, and the zone running system is impossible to stop. You can neutralize it, but you know you can hold them to maybe like 20 carries for like 90 yards, but you're not going to do like what Kansas City did to that power run game in, in Tennessee last week where you hold like you know a really insanely talented running back and a great offensive line and all that to like three yards a carry. You don't really do that against like the Shanahan system too much just by the nature of what they do. So I, I don't know. That's uh, that's going to be on my gripe list. That's stuff we can yeah. talk about later in the offseason. But uh, all right, man, I think we can call that an episode. I really want to dig into this game a little bit more over the weekend and have a, a, a little bit of a debate. Brad and I are already disagreeing. Now, I might come back around to Brad. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Brad's probably not going to come back around to my side. I might come back around to Brad's side, but I'm guessing not. I think the more I pour into the analytics, I think I'm going to like San Francisco more and more. And uh, we'll make our predictions about how the game will go, like first half lines. And we'll do some of these fun prop bets too. Brad and I, what were we? We were like, gosh, what were we, like 19 and 5 in these prop bets last year? <laughs> no, a lot of that's lucky. I mean, coin flip and we get that right. I think right. it's all luck. Yeah, it's all, it, yeah, <laughs> it's all luck. It's I think all it's luck. all luck. Yeah, points in the half and all that stuff. Like analytically, you can get some of them. But if you're talking about a coin flip, okay, what's going to happen if Kansas City gets the ball? My guess is they're going to throw the ball. My guess is San Francisco is going to run had, the ball. Huh? I had last year, I had how many times? Well, it's about Giselle. How many times? <laughs> well, they show Giselle. How many times would they show her? Yeah, it was over under like one and a half. So they had to show her twice. And I think we hit it with like 30 seconds left. They hadn't shown the her the over. whole game. Uh, yeah, and I thought it would be a, I thought it would be like – just the, the easiest bet of a lifetime. Oh, and we were sweating that one. Yeah. And it was like right when Gronk got that like long grab at the one yard line, they, they showed Giselle in the box. Like I wasn't even sure that Giselle was at the game because they hadn't showed her. <laughs> and then they showed her, they showed her twice in like 20 seconds. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> that's what we were most pumped about in that whole game. <laughs> so there you go. The degenerates have spoken. <laughs> As you can see, we don't have a lot of excitement in our lives. There it is. There it is. That's all of it. So hey, you know, next week we're gonna have a lot of those prop bets are so good, man. I love it. I love it. So we're gonna we're gonna go through these like we did last season, and uh, it's gonna be a fun episode next week. So check us out. Deep dive into the game, and then those prop bets, man, it's gonna be gold. So uh, check us out. Uh, in the meantime, you know, uh, if you're betting for any reason on the uh, on the Pro Bowl, don't. <laughs> That's my advice. Um, yeah, Pro Bowl. Uh, let's just oh, pretend God. that's not going to happen. Is that this weekend, or, or did they move it after the Super Bowl? I, that's no, how it's this. I think it's this weekend. That's how irrelevant it is to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't watch. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever everybody's playing. If you're playing some daily fantasy in the NBA and all that stuff, go out, make some bets, and get paid. 
want to get paid, then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling, we the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday, because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast, got swag, got butter with the toast. Brad's a washed-up model, don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real, whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never in. Now get ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.